BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mike Bones, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Rob and Kat. What's going on, guys? Hello. What's going on there, Mikey? Uh, not shit, guys. We're back. We had a week off last week. The shit was nice. We did. Yeah. Did you, you miss me? me no. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I did send you a Tony Danza picture, though. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> oh, I should have put that up on Patreon. Anyone should miss out on that. I might do that tonight. Uh, I'll put that uh, the screenshot of you sending it to me for no damn reason. And why'd you do that? <laughs> um, but, well, I, I didn't want you to miss out on it. You know, I, I would have been fine without that. Yeah, been good. Right. Well, now we don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> we are here with Rob's birthday pick. Uh, it's a bit of a week late. It was your yeah. birthday last week. Happy late birthday, Rob. Thank you. Happy belated birthday. Do you, do you feel better now that you're a year wiser? No, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you feel older? Yeah, just old. That sucks. Yeah, was um. It, we, now there were some choices for the birthday pick that I, I went through last time, but just to quickly recap, we had the fuck Mikey pick, which was uh the possibility was going to be it follows. Yeah, <laughs> and then we had the nuclear option, which was going to be basically a fuck all of us pick, which was Twilight, just because I thought it'd be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes it's fun just to watch the world burn. Um, <laughs> and true. then I had the yay, we might all like it pick, which is the one I went with, which is uh, Tusk, which we'll be talking about tonight. It says, yay, we all like it. Okay. Yay, we may all like it. We may all like it. Okay. I knew Cat liked it. <laughs> I knew I liked it. You're the wild card on this one. You'll be the one to fuck it up for everybody. So, so this is the I may like it, but not the we may like it pick, the I may like it pick. No, and we I may, may hate well, it. Well, to be fair. It was also a wild card for Rob because it was a rewatch. 
Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, so there was always the chance Rob came in with a movie he just also hated. That'd have been Could hysterical. Be. That'd have been like the second bamboozle, like when Chris tried to fuck you with the cartoon <laughs> pick and he ended up really fucking me the most. <laughs> well, after what you did this week, <laughs> you better sleep with one eye open, my friend. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Maybe. <laughs> I don't wanna... Now that you reminded Chris, I guess we might as well talk about it later. Uh, oh, um, we, we got drink roll call. We got horror news and obviously Rob's birthday pick. Um, we'll, we'll get to shortly, Tusk. Uh, but a quick update on my audio uh, s- situation here. I believe I have finally ironed out all of the wrinkles, and you guys will happy be happy to know that my button situation should be full go. Well, yeah, I'm sure Yay. the listeners were on the edge of their seat for that. It's important. It's very important. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I haven't tested. I probably should have asked you guys this before we started recording. Um, <laughs> I have the whip. Do you, let's test the whip. Can you guys hear oh. the whip? Yep. Yep. I heard it. All right. I also want everybody to know that I now have a melody of huge clown penises. <laughs> I have a collection and, and it goes a little something like this. Huge clown penis. Huge clown penis. Huge clown penis. Huge clown penis. <laughs> All right. It's, I got four huge clown penises laying around. That's great. You got to clip that where you just said you got four <laughs> huge clown penises. <laughs> oh, God, I'll get my own. Oh, shit. Uh, well, I'm going to leave the I got out if I do do it. Uh, <laughs> you know what pissed me off, though, when I was putting my my buttons and stuff together and I now have a whole folder on this deck <laughs> for huge clown penises. That's where my life's at. Yeah. I went back to listen. I cannot find. I I was looking for IR Chris for I, I thought for sure. I'm like, OK, he's had to have said it. I got it. he didn't say huge clown penis once. He's crafty like that. That's impressive. Right. And I, I couldn't get it right. I went back and listened to a couple episodes. Allie said huge clown penis when she was talking about that drink he concocted for her. And he never said it. And I thought it was in like a Twilight Zone. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's also good. Also, I, I thought you guys should hear that. One of my favorite things in the world. You're welcome. Anyway, going forward, uh, drink roll call. What you guys drink it? Uh, I'm going simple tonight. I've got bourbon and diet. Okay. Ooh, that's a nice mix, though. Yeah, it's good. Okay. I'm drinking Mike's Hard Cranberry. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what the, damn it, what? <laughs> Nothing. Mike's Hard, that's a perfectly normal thing for a grown man to drink. That's why. What's wrong with Mike's Hard? It's literally called Mike. It's called Mike's Hard, for one. <laughs> Mike's well, Hard Lemonade is the, the brand, yeah. But the, secondly, it's what high school girls drink. But okay, it is not. There's um, nothing wrong with it. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I have to confirm, I did drink a lot of that in high school. I did too, because it was popular. It's not like a fucking Four <laughs> Loco or nothing. Well, I didn't drink it in high school though. To be one out when I was in high school, I don't think. Right. <laughs> A hater, Rob. Cat, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking more buzz balls. <laughs> ah, I meant to go. I did not get more buzz balls. Which one are you drinking, Cat? I'm sticking with the apple. Okay. The forbidden apple. They don't. I still can't find the cran blaster. It's pissing me off. That's why I went with this. I got the cranberry regardless. So, and that's another thing. Rob hates on cranberry in general. You just you're, you're the worst. Though. Cranberry juice is disgusting, man. I don't know how you can drink that shit. Well, you don't drink it straight. (laughs) 
Oh, I, I'll drink it straight, too. I will just drink cranberry juice all day. Okay, well, I don't drink it straight. <laughs> I love cranberry juice. And then you mix it with liquor, it's even better. I don't know. You guys are crazy. Um, Horror news. We don't really have all that much. You guys want to get into it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody's on strike, so. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. Uh, okay, first thing to bring up is season three of Chucky is going to premiere on October 4th. Uh, speaking of the strike, they did mention the strike in here. They didn't even know if we were going to be getting that this year at all because of the strike, but it's squeezing in on October 4th, which is good. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i talked about this show before, my struggles with the show. It's frustrating because I like the franchise a lot. But this show just isn't connecting with me for whatever reason. I was actually watching, trying to rewatch season one before we started recording tonight. And I'm just, I don't know what it is about the show. It just doesn't hit for me for some reason. I have a tough time with the show because they like, I it feels like a weird age demographic because they're like 14, you know, but they're trying to like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was it weird. Is. It just, it doesn't work for me. I don't know why. It should. There's nothing, like, when I think about it, then, like, you know, I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with it, but for some reason, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I still stand by season one. I, I did enjoy season one a lot. Season two, they lost me. So, you know, maybe with season four, it's weird, too. They got, like, Chucky standing at a presidential podium or something. I know, I saw and, that. I was like, is Chucky running for president? I'd vote for him at this point. <laughs> uh, also, I seen here. Um, apparently, you can text Chucky. Oh, yeah. There's a number you can text. It's two zero one five hundred three three four seven. Let me try that now. Actually, I, I found a number you can text for a squid fact. <laughs> Stupid. <ass. laughs> oh, I said hi to it. Oh wow. Hey dipshits. Yeah, it's really Chucky, your friend to the end want to play of course you do a new season of my killer tv show chucky is coming back and you better watch so click that link and sign up to get texts from me you're welcome wow what a fucking text. yeah that ain't the real chucky how do you know i don't know it said he's the real chucky i don't think they can just lie about that <laughs> i don't think so it's all lowercase um and it's imagine that imagine if somebody handed brad <laughs> a phone who was just like you have to return all of these texts well he just texted me at 1 30 in the morning so i <laughs> he fucking hates you oh yeah <laughs> we gotta get an interview from brad Dourif and he's like no i recognize this number to <laughs> <laughs> be working at 1 30 in the morning <laughs> yeah like i don't sleep uh, oh, okay, see, this is dope as shit. The next thing is Jurassic Park is returning to theaters in real D3D for the film's okay. 30th anniversary. All That's right. pretty cool. I have been uh, in the past really skeptical of this sort of thing when they bring an older movie back and put it in 3D in theaters for no reason until they did uh, it with Jaws and I went Jaws saw was it, so it was good. Fantastic. So mm -hmm. this, I'm on board with this. This sounds, I mean, I bet it looks great. 
my thing i think they were a little ahead of themselves with the technology like i feel like now we're at a time where it can be done properly maybe hopefully i don't know but uh jurassic park 2 looks great just period so i mean mm. i it hopefully won't be too difficult and it'll look great uh, apparently it's uh where'd it go august 25th but my problem is when i search it it's only showing me theaters in the fucking city well, we'll drive in the city no i'm not going to manhattan to see see a movie no you hate manhattan boy i do hate manhattan yes that's true i'm not, I'm not gonna deny it at all because it's a pain in the ass the hell i want to go to manhattan for he's afraid of jason <laughs> yeah he might be in there he might get it's, me that's vancouver don't worry about it you son of a bitch why 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 i can't have nothing why nah I'm, yeah no i that, that pisses me off like i definitely would have been out there for this but i fucking really just the city mm. that's so yeah. annoying i I'm, I'm guessing there won't be a theater near me that's showing it um i'll send you the link you can see yeah since having moved i've noticed this area doesn't get a whole lot of that special kind of shit if you get one of these near you and i don't i'm gonna be so mad it's, it's really frustrating because i used to get them all it's like all that stuff we used to come to where i lived in indiana now they're like nowhere around me I would sooner go to Jersey to do this before the city. Honestly, it'd be easier. But yeah, and I'm, I won't be going to see this, unfortunately. Unless they, maybe they'll add more theaters. I don't know. I'll keep checking and, and see. Yeah, not going to fucking Manhattan for this. Why is it not? No, I was going to try and look, but I can't figure out how to search it by location. Just scroll down. I can't figure it out either. It's really annoying me. But I just scrolled down and it showed the nearest theaters. No, it's saying nothing. So I'm guessing there's nothing son of a bitch well that's that uh robocop there's a robo doc coming out um i actually uh i got an email that we can get an early screener for this i don't know if you guys uh are very interested but it's going to premiere on Screenbox august 29th that's oh, fun to use my Screenbox thing yeah i don't know man uh Screenbox, they they put out the chucky doc we actually covered that one there was the night the robert england one that it came out look i love documentaries uh, and Screenbox is getting into them heavy but honestly they need if they're going to keep doing this which i am not mad at they need to be a little more in depth with like i don't know i, I don't even know if i call these documentaries oh this is a four-parter though Wow. This is the one that gets four parts. You fucking kidding? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see a, a Jurassic Park screening near me, but there is a 35th anniversary screening of They Live coming to me. Oh, okay. Oh, and the 40th anniversary of Christine. Oh, okay. And so, do you guys give a shit about? Should I request a screener for the Robo? Um, you won't send it to me even if you do. So it doesn't matter. I send it to you all the time. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I'm more pissed off now seeing this is a four part. Like Robert England easily, well, he might he, if they dove into the nightmares a little more in depth, they, that easily could have been a four part. Chucky easily could have been a four part. Like this, like RoboCop, really. Uh, the rest honestly is uh, mostly gaming news. Uh, it, like again, there's really not too much going on. Alan Wake Two is getting pushed back slightly. It was supposed to release on October 17th. It's now releasing October 27th. I don't know if you guys care about this game. No, I didn't play Alan Wake at all. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Are you cat? Yeah, I I never played the first one. I've seen gameplay, obviously. I mean, it, 
It's a great game. I'm glad it's hitting another one. It's solid. And you know what? I'm not mad that it's being pushed back either. There seems to be, like, in all other media, I feel like we can push things back. Uh, and it's just not a big deal. I feel like games, for whatever reason, they're like, this is set in stone, it's the date we're releasing, and then mm -hmm. th they have to patch it a bunch of extra times. Because they release it on the expected release day, and then it doesn't fucking work. So... <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, I think it's almost, if anything, I think it's kind of a good sign that they're like, hey, <laughs> yeah. new date. I agree. I think like, gamers get pissed with that shit, man. Like, I'll see the comments and stuff, and they really throw a fucking fit. It's like, but uh, why are you mad? Like, like Kat said, like, yeah. I, I expect, like, that WWE game, I don't know if you played it, Rob. <laughs> it was the perfect fuck. They never even fixed it. They were just like this thing's so hot shit. We're not, it's just this is what. Oh, you that get. one that came out that was all fucked up. Yeah, man, and, they, yeah. and it was on sale for like twenty bucks once, and I bought it, and I'm like, oh, they had to have fixed it by now. Nope, wasted yeah. twenty bucks. That thing was unplayable. No, I never, I never <laughs> played it, but I, I saw some some gameplay of it online. It was hilarious. It was so bad. Yeah, it was awful. So yeah, yeah if, if some a company says, hey, we want to take our time with this not mad at all do it right the first time yeah absolutely yeah. But, and um, by the way um quick update there is uh, a theater near me showing jurassic park you Ooh. motherfucker <laughs> really when yeah. does that come out the 25th uh, 25th mikey right, <laughs> rob just moved to manhattan to piss off mikey i think <laughs> oh, is what right. happened he's closer to me that's not fucking good <laughs> no there's a theater in north charleston that's showing it. it's not the one i normally go to but it is available should I choose to do it, although I don't know if I will or not. Depends on uh, what my schedule looks like on the 25th. How far is that from you? 13 miles. Oh, that's not bad. You son of a mm. bitch. Mm. Uh, all right, next up is Phasmophobia has yeah, released there. Sake, you're always talking about this fucking game. I, honestly, <laughs> okay, before I even get into it, uh, Ascension is the name of the update. It's their biggest update they've ever had on the game it changed like it was a reset they changed a lot of shit i honestly haven't played phasmophobia in a long fucking time uh and i seen the update and i got on it the other night just to see what it was all about and i don't know how to play the game anymore like it's, <laughs> certain shit like doesn't mean any i played alone because i'm like let me just get it like see what they did the what what they did was before you could just buy the shit you need to go in and you go in and hunt with it now you have to like there's different tiers of shit so like you know obviously the first tier is shit middle tier is mid top tier is good i didn't have like they, they reset everything so i didn't have you have to earn the better shit uh i went in there with nothing at all like the bare minimum and the like the ghost writing book is literally a notebook and a like a spiral notebook and a pencil I was like, what the fuck? Like, if I was a ghost, I wouldn't write in that. Like, it was just embarrassing. <laughs> and like, it, it was absolutely awful. I seen freezing breath. Turns out, like, that doesn't mean freezing temperatures anymore. I was so fucking lost. So <laughs> they changed the shit out of this game. I'm going to say now I don't like it, but I just started. I just tried it. So maybe I can. I don't know. Now, all I know is I have a fucking voodoo doll and a mimic next to me now, and I don't even play the fucking game anymore. <laughs> but uh, it's good that it's progressing, though. Like, that game's very popular. It's going to consoles too soon, so. Play Phasmophobia, Rob. No. You can make a skinnamarink <laughs> pile. 
No. Uh, last but not least is obviously the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's the last portion of the gaming. It came out. I'm in love with that game. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome. Came out yesterday as we're recording this last week as you're listening to it. it it's so much fun. It's great. And it, another portion of news is AEW had a Texas Chainsaw death match to promote the game. <laughs> Holy shit, was that dumb. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I'll I'll admit. It was dumb. Now they I mean Gun, you know, I don't know what kind of money Gun spent, but they promoted the hell out of that game throughout the night. They had it up on the the video board pretty much all night. It was on the ring, like on the ring apron. It was on the in the corners of the ring. It was on the fucking guardrails. Yeah. So yeah, and it, but that match, holy shit, that was fucking stupid. Yeah, uh, it was Jeff Hardy versus Jeff Jarrett. Longtime wrestling fans will know those names. Probably all wrestling fans, but uh, look, I'm not. Like I, I don't watch wrestling anymore. I haven't for quite some time, but I try and keep up with it the best I can. I rarely, I, I don't think I've ever said this. They should have got two younger guys to do this match. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, like, I get it. It was to promote the game and everything, but when Leatherface ran out, dude, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous, but like. That for and that's another thing too. That crowd was dead when that happened. Like you're watching, like obviously wrestling is very scripted and and choreographed might be the best word. Uh, a lot of respect for what those dudes do, though. I couldn't do it. But like, dude, Leatherface just came out wielding a fucking chainsaw and it was dead. Like that's cool, you know. Like you're watching all this shit that's very scripted. Leatherface coming out is a huge jump. Like. I, maybe it's because I'm a horror fan. I would have lost my mind. Like that would have been cool as shit to see. It could have been done better, sure. But I don't know. It it was cool to see it happen. I just wish it it was done better. It was um, yeah. It was it was something. Plus they <laughs> cut to a commercial break as it started. I was like, what the fuck, man? I'm here for just this. Well, they do that all the time. God damn it! The Leatherface came out. Holding a chainsaw, ran up to some dude and kicked him. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for, because they'd advertised this as a Texas chainsaw death match. I was hoping for like a good old chainsaw fight, like Dennis Hopper in the second movie. <laughs> that might have been that have been cool. But it's just when you introduce any weapon into wrestling, it's supposed to get used. You obviously cannot use a chainsaw on anybody, so. Like it's an impossible situation. Um, yeah, they they probably shouldn't have had Leatherface come out though. Yeah, it was just dumb. It was, you know, I don't know. I mean, we've seen stuff like WWE did a promotional thing when that uh, fucking zombie movie with Batista came out. Yes, it was just as stupid where they had like zombies surround the ring and like eat one of the wrestlers or some stupid shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, like. I get it, and I understand it. I mean, it's a smart move for Gun to absolutely advertise the game there because there's a huge crossover between wrestling fans and horror fans. But when they do it and it, it comes across as silly, then you know it just—I don't know. Like I said, I wish it was done better. Um, two younger guys in there, you might have been able to have like a real like this match was just a couple spots. Like it was a bunch of people helping these two old dudes. Like yeah. it. 
it was a bit of a mess. <laughs> and it started in the in like the they started like kind of in the back. Yeah. And everything almost like a cinematic kind of match at first. It was just, it was weird. It should have been a cinematic. That's what I thought they were going to do. Yeah, that would have been better. Yeah. Jeff uh, uh Jeff Hardy looked cool as shit though. Well, his face paint and stuff, yeah. Yeah, he came out in the leather face mask. Well, it wasn't leather face. It was like a face mask. Uh like he was wearing someone's face. He had the leather face face paint on. That looked cool as shit. I love Jeff Hardy. You need to be nicer to Jeff Hardy. I don't have a problem with Jeff Hardy. I just think he sh- should retire. Uh, yeah, he might should. He can't do some of the shit he used to be able to do. He did the shit he's been he was doing for a long fucking time. I give him that. He, he I thought he he still be able tries to, walk. to do it. It just doesn't look as good anymore. No, no, it doesn't. Because he used it looked so seamless. Now, like he takes a while to get up to the ropes, and uh, you know, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. jump quite as high. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff Jarrett's just been around for a hundred years. Jeff Jarrett needs to go away. I'd never liked Jeff Jarrett. But either way, that was fucking awesome. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, they they tweeted uh, that they had over 1 million players in the last 24 hours. Like, that's incredible. I'm so glad this game is doing well. And uh, like, yeah, it's got issues, but it's brand new. Like, I think people forget that. Yeah. And um, it's just going to get better. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played it, but I've watched a lot of gameplay online. It looks like it's a lot of fun. Okay. The only thing it's missing is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so if anybody hasn't tried it yet, it's free on Game Pass, too. So I know a couple people who are uh, a little skeptical on how on the game and they don't want to throw the money into it. I think it's out for $35 now. It is also on Game Pass for free, so you can go try it out and you know, you, you'll have fun. You'll definitely have fun. Uh, last piece of news, though, is Cat has a book that is officially out. Revenge Arc has dropped. Out. You have a book out, out, out. Uh, Revenge Arc is out now. Cat, how has all of that been going? Uh, it has been going pretty well, all things okay. considered. We had uh, the one hiccup uh, with Ingram, which I I don't think we were recording during that whole thing. But uh, right, right. Uh, it, <laughs> we we got a notice from my printer like the day before we were and we were supposed to have the books early uh, because I signed all the book plates so they were going to put all the book plates on send them out we were supposed to have them like the week before uh, the <laughs> uh, and the night before at like 11.50 before release our printer sends us an email and they're like we're running behind on this and it's like yeah we figured that out <laughs> they didn't show up a week ago um but they are now printed. They are out in the world. Uh, it's It's been going a lot smoother. We have run out of the first order. We're printing more uh, that are on time and everything. So. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I got mine. I got mine late, though. I might have. <laughs> yeah. There might be pending lawsuits going. There was some <laughs> tomfoolery going on with my order, I believe. Everyone had everyone's tweeting about theirs. I'm like, what the fuck? Rob's yeah, it was me. really funny because we got them across two days um, from Ingram. We had, uh, and it was <laughs> everyone got theirs the first day. The people that didn't, I thought all, everyone got theirs the second day. Mikey still didn't have his. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the hell's going on here, man? I think I feel like they, there was this was purposely done. A secret so. third wave. I I was going to get in contact uh, with my editor and see if we couldn't hold 
off on you getting one until you raised your cube score, but... <laughs> I would have bought it digitally. <laughs> I just bought another one. I would, call, I would have called that one a loss and got another one then. Is, that would have been that would have been very bad for me. But yeah, that's a congratulations, Kat. It's, um, Thank you. I've, I started reading. I, I've had a hectic fucking week, so I haven't really got... And I got it late. So I haven't <laughs> got really to sit with it yet. But a little bit I've seen... It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. I was happy to get mine before you get your son of a bitch. <laughs> I think it was Chris who pointed out that everyone got there. It was much like the Bennies. I got mine late. What the <laughs> fuck? Am I? Maybe it's my post office, man. Maybe these son of a bitches don't feel like doing nothing. You go into your local post office and they're all wearing We Love Cube t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, and they're looking at me sideways. Like, mm. I just turn around and walk out and be like, ah, okay, I see. <laughs> that's going on here. Uh, that's all I got for news. Do I have to hit my button? Uh, yes. Fuck. It's button. Indian, get the fuck out of here! Oh, yeah. Go ahead, go back to turning tricks in Hoboken, and you oh, fade in the ass. Bricks and Hoboken. This is the Gabagoolie Mystery Corner, where our listeners send in anonymous Italian memes, making fun of me for being Italian. No ties to horror whatsoever. This is just what these people do. <laughs> did you send it already, Kat? Yeah. Oh, yeah shit. Did. All right. The memes go up on Patreon. We describe them on the show. Let's see. Oh. Wait, wait. <laughs> See, I'm getting into a weird spot where I don't remember if it's been on the show or if I've just seen stuff like that. Actually, yeah, it has been on the show. Kind of. No, yeah, I was going to say kind of, but you complained about it, so I found a different one. Son of a... You found, what you I found this one. Son of a bitch. Was this the favorite one? You were talking about having a really <laughs> one you liked a lot. Was this it? No. I just oh. wanted to make sure you got this one in. Um before you came across it because I liked it on Twitter and then it was like oh no because I don't uh, know because uh, you know you like other people's likes pop up erratically uh, and I didn't want to spoil Gabagoolie Mystery Corner <laughs> yeah I, I don't look at my Twitter feed but we've been over this I see penises a lot when I look at my Twitter feed. I stay <laughs> away from my Twitter feed if it's not my notifications I don't see it uh, usually but yeah uh, I did not see this <laughs> it's it's a two-sided meme uh, left side's a little alien head, and it says alien above it. And the right side is also an alien head, but it's got two capiche hands that are also green like the alien, and it's Italian. <laughs> Don't like this at all. Uh, well, yeah, we've had this before with the alien movie poster. Yeah, we <laughs> had the alien yeah. movie poster. Not a fucking fan Still of that. Funny. And you complained about that one so much that I just had to give you a second one i guess <laughs> it's not funny like it's not funny at all yeah I, I, I don't i don't like that whoever sent that in i hope uh a flock of seagulls shit on your car like i don't i don't know what else to say. <laughs> wow yeah yeah all that oh mess up your paint job yeah yeah, yeah. not like turn on the windshield wipers shit i'm like a flock <laughs> like car wash you know bring out the hose is what i'm saying all right yeah. No. No. All right. So we get to move forward now. We do. We do. Yeah. Uh, during his first year of college, did you know that Tony Danza oh, got a Robert a Crumb keep on trucking tattoo on his upper right arm? Wow. No, Rob didn't know that. Yeah. Well, now you do. Oh, yeah. I'm a better person oh. for it. Why are you still doing this? I thought you were out of these. 
I'm not out. I mean, it's it's getting close, but I'm not out yet. <laughs> Are, did, like, did you find another list, or are you just hunting these down yourself at this point? No, I'm actually digging for these now. You know, you could stop, right? I had to look through an <laughs> Us Weekly article for that. <laughs> you read Us Weekly for that? <laughs> for yep. that? Yep. And you're proud of yourself. Dedication. Yeah. And I feel like it really helps you because you could be like the patron saint of Italian Americans and get the same tattoo on your upper right arm. Mikey. <laughs> no, I won't be. No, absolutely not. No. In fact, I got this now. No more. <laughs> All right. All right. No more this week. No, not no more this week. No more. Period. Okay. Gotcha. No more this week. He said not no more this week. I think he's asking for a second fun fact. <laughs> no, I'm not asking for no. He don't have enough to be just throwing them around willy-nilly anymore. <laughs> Which is your own fault, too, Rob. You've thrown some of these out there just to throw them out there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really pick and choose my spots, but I've had fun along the way. Yeah, you did it on Alley Stream. You did it last week. We didn't even record last week. You just sent the me one around. last week was just a picture. Oh, yeah, it was. Sit still. Yeah. Still, I mean, enough with the damn, like, what the fuck, man? I don't understand. Also, too, by the way, um, I was drinking at some point last weekend, and for funsies, I went and looked to see Tony Danza does have his publicist listed. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh. But, I mean, he's never done anything hard. Yeah. So, like, it would yeah, literally... Yeah, I know I looked, because my birthday pick was... <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. Why do you do these things? You know, would it be hard for you to be nice to me? Like, would it really hurt you that I badly? I picked a movie we'd all like for this week for my birthday because I couldn't find a Tony Danza one, and Kiss Meets Phantom of the Park 2 was only a comic book. Thank God. <laughs> Fuck. You would be really suspicious if he was nice to you, though. Yeah, look and at you me. Know she it. got all crazy. Uh, well, Leah has a right to be crazy because you're always mean to Leah. Well... I mean, it's the spirit of the show. Um, that's why we have those meetings every week. We don't except have for we any, like Leah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any negative Leah meetings. We don't have any Leah meetings at all. Actually, we might be, we might should start to be nice to Leah. Me like where we all just meet up for a half hour every week and say nice things about Leah. That would be nice. It would be nice, Rob. Talk about running out of things to say. <laughs> wow. wow. Zinga. What the hell's wrong with you? All right. That's it for the fucking gobbledy crap. The Danza <laughs> ones pissed me off more. Like the the last <laughs> few gobbledy things we had, I'm trying to think. I feel like I, I, one of them was funny. That one video thing. One of them the was funny. Italian chicken dance. Yeah, yeah, I can't even lie. <laughs> Whoever said, like, I kind of wish I I knew who sent that in. Like, honestly, that was really good. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't remember. I feel like they haven't been that painful. This one was just I didn't I don't like this one. At all. <laughs> uh, but either way, uh, that's it for that. We will take a quick break and we will be right back with Tusk. I forgot the name of the movie for a second. <laughs> Rob, this is your birthday pick. You kind of explained a little bit about it earlier. Yep. Uh, does anybody want to start with opening thoughts? 
I mean, I, I can. Uh, it. This movie, I guess, it's a Kevin Smith movie. Um, I yes. like Kevin Smith a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I have always thought of Kevin Smith as uh, a great writer and um, an adequate director. You know, like when you see a Kevin Smith movie, you're not going to see amazing direction or, or any sort of inter- it's not you're not seeing a Christopher Nolan movie. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, you know, I've never seen him shoot like an entire sequence with the lens cap on or anything, you know, like it's <laughs> going to be a movie and it's going to look like a movie and it, it's going to be well made. Um, it, it's not going to blow you away. Um, but his writing, I think, is, has always been. Uh, where his strength lies like he's you know clerks and chasing amy and and dogma really clever brilliant uh funny scripts and this was actually his second run at a horror movie um and i i don't know i just thought it'd be fun to talk about okay cat you uh have praised this movie in the past yeah i'll go next um i really like tusk i I'm not a huge Kevin Smith fan overall. Like I, I don't have a problem with Kevin Smith, but um, I was surprised at how much I liked Tusk. Uh, I'm surprised at how many different emotions Tusk hits um, because I was not expecting it. You hear what Tusk is about and you think that is mm. going to be the stupidest movie I'll ever watch. Uh, and it has it has a surprising amount of layers. Like the highs are very high. The lows are very upsetting. Uh, it works as a horror movie. And uh, I talk about this movie a lot. This was only my third time ever watching it. I realized today. Um, Cause I was trying to find a DVD uh, with Mr. Cat's boyfriend yesterday. We were out looking for a physical copy of Tusk, and uh, he's like, why are you even watching it again? Like, you have to know this movie front to back. And it's like, do I? Uh, But apparently I talk about this a lot more than I realize. So, uh, (laughs) and I actually went on Creepy and Geeky to talk about it also (laughs) earlier this year. It's, I I just, I think it works as a movie. I'm, it's not perfect. And, you know, we'll get into my criticisms of it as well, but. I, I'm always kind of astonished. This is also the movie I know Justin Long from. So. <laughs> huh. All right. I, I'm i a huge fan of Kevin Smith. Uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back is one of my favorite movies ever. And I, I know it's not like, you know, a great movie. It's just absolutely hilarious. Uh, Mallrats, Clerks, like that whole universe. I have a, Mo- a Moby lighter in my hand right now. I love Kevin Smith. I heard he did a horror movie and I was like, holy shit, dope. And then I seen what it was about. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what the fuck this is going to be. And, you know, like I've heard, like, I, you just think Kevin Smith, you think like, you know, Jane, Silent Bob, Mole Rats, that kind of shit. And it looked like it had a lot of serious tones despite what it was about. So I just never got around to it. Like, I don't want to not like something Kevin Smith did. That kind of stuff's not up my alley. So I just never got quite got around. The timing was never right to watch that fucking movie. Rob made me do it. So (laughs) I don't hate this movie. Okay. I don't like this movie. And believe it or not, the reason I don't like it isn't so much uh, the walrusness of it. 
Never thought I'd say that in my fucking life. <laughs> uh, it, the thing with this movie was the biggest thing. My my biggest problem with this movie is a it was too long, and b the reason it was too long was because. Tell me, he's the reason why you hate this movie. No, he's not the reason. Why I can give you. I was gonna say because counterpoint, Johnny Depp is pure fucking gold in this movie. <laughs> no, he's he's not the reason I hate this movie. Right. Uh, it that's the reason though. It, it was too long. The reason I hate it. Why well, I, I don't I don't hate it. The reason I don't like it is not because it was too long, but ultimately that's the reason because there were just some scenes that dragged on way longer than they fucking needed to, and I was like, okay, and it it just took me out of it entirely. And that was, that's really my biggest problem with this movie. But it's not even that long. It only runs I, an hour 40. So and yet and still, <laughs> I will say, um, I've, I've kind of moved a little bit on that. When I talked about this on creepy and geeky, I kind of roasted Johnny Depp, uh, for his performance in Tusk. I've realized watching closer today, Johnny Depp actually is not my problem with Tusk. It's the editing of Johnny Depp's scenes. That's my problem with Tusk because like initially, uh, after my first watch, I did not remember Johnny Depp was a part of this movie. Like, I remembered the stuff with the walrus, because that's what you remember. And then, like, on my second watch, I was like, oh, yeah, there's this whole thing with Johnny Depp, and it's really long and annoying. And I got kind of mad at him for it, where I was like, why is this happening? And this time around, I found myself kind of chuckling at some of his lines. Like, the delivery was absurd, but it worked in context. But I think because they have like three consecutive Johnny Depp scenes, like back to back, and all of them run on just a little bit too long, and it makes it feel really overpowering. Um, that could have been trimmed down, and then I think it would have been a perfect movie. Honestly, like <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. My biggest problem with this movie. And really, the the only problem that I have with the movie is that the tone is all over the place. Um, it, it's it's not. I don't know. The tone just is not consistent throughout the movie. It's either laugh out loud funny, a comedy, or this dark, disturbing horror movie, and it can't really. It never finds sort of a middle place for it. Oh. See, that's what I love about this movie. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. The tone's all over the place, and I think it's why I don't rewatch it more. Because, like, when I'm looking for something funny, it's like, I'm not going to put on Tusk, that's going to make me sad. But then when I'm looking for something more serious, it's like, well, obviously, I'm not going to watch Tusk, you know? It makes it kind of a weird film to revisit, but while I'm watching it, I'm I'm kind of impressed by how well they got both sides of that spectrum in there. Like, That's got to be a chick thing, too, and I never want to watch anything sad. I know, yeah, no. That has got that's got only women, man. Want like you? Got, they do get in that mood where they want to. I never <laughs> want to watch it, ever, ever. You mean you I don't, don't sit it. around and be like, I really want to watch Steel Magnolias. <laughs> I've never wanted to see Steel Magnolias, but <laughs> I I do get in a mood where I'll want to watch something like more disturbing. You know, uh, well, that I get. I can't watch All Dogs Go to Heaven ever because it'll make me sad. I cry during that movie, so you guys know. Fun fact about me. How do, do do you judge me on that, Rob? No, it's fine. I mean, it's a cartoon, so it's a little weird, but but it's sad. Ow. We're not getting into it. I'll cry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at all. But the, it it it's Kevin Smith, dude. Like it's gonna be funny. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's so far. It, it is. It swings so far. Like 
I, I don't know. It's I wouldn't even call it a horror comedy, though. Is no. the thing. It's like there are scenes that are really funny, followed by scenes that are really fucking disturbing. It's <laughs> such a unique cool. thing because horror comedies usually do both at the same time. And this one really does swing back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my biggest problem with the movie. Um that and um Justin Long's mustache. <laughs> Who I mean, he's given David Schwimmer an apt pupil energy with that mustache. <laughs> Except for I think he's supposed to have that energy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was Johnny Depp until I was looking into the movie after watching it. Oh, really? I had no idea. No clue. Uh, yeah, I mean, and w- one of the scenes that stick out to me that were too long was one of the Johnny Depp scenes, like when they were in the car and when they were first. Yeah, when they're in the car and they're in the fast food restaurant and then he has that flashback. Yeah. And those are consecutive scenes. And I think that's why I felt like Johnny Depp was my problem with this movie for such a long time. But I don't think it was his fault. Like, I think it, I think that was an editing choice that was bad. Yes. Yeah. And even the scene where uh, 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 Justin Long meets the the old dude for the first time, like when they were talking, first of all, he's a podcaster interviewing this guy, didn't record a fucking word. That, yeah, that's first okay. and foremost. That, that makes was... sense, though, because that's the gimmick of the podcast. Does it? Yeah. Like, he doesn't... Yeah, he doesn't record the stuff. He explains the experiences to his friend when he gets home. Oh, that's okay. why it's called then that's, the... Okay. Yeah. yeah, he goes back and tells Haley Joel Osment about it. That's... Who fucking... I didn't recognize the first two times <laughs> I watched this. <laughs> okay, then that makes a little more sense. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. But either way, like... And, and I wasn't mad at the the scene is in its entirety because obviously it needed to happen and it it's made, a cool scene right absolutely but it went on way too long i could have done the one thing about that that first scene when they when he first meets him they do flashbacks to ernest hemingway yeah i, I didn't need yeah. that he could have just no. told the hemingway story i didn't need to see that guy who didn't really look like hemingway at all <laughs> yeah that's um, one because i like that they use flashbacks at a lot of different points, you know, and and I can understand the like cinematography consistency of wanting to do it all in flashbacks. But like, I think it's much more interesting to have like an unhinged villain who's just like, oh, yeah, I was friends with Hemingway. And we don't know if that's true or not in the canon mm-hmm. of this universe. Like, yeah, the um, <laughs> the other thing I, I noticed, too, boy, it really captures the essence of being a podcaster, doesn't it? A hundred grand a month in ads and stuff. <laughs> that pissed me off because I was like, hey, oh, th- that alone. Yeah, that that I just chalked it up. I was like, yeah, OK. <laughs> well, I assume that's what Kevin Smith made on his podcast. Yeah, that I assume is what he, yeah. that's like some yeah. <laughs> that, that's rich people problems. Podcasting yeah. money. <laughs> Yeah, but he's made. He says he's making hundred thousand dollars. He's driving a Toyota Corolla. The fuck? Like I know it was a <laughs> rental, sure, but that's even worse. If I'm going somewhere and I'm renting a car, it's gonna be crazy because I don't got paid for it for like a week. Yeah, that pissed me. I'm like, dude, fuck a Toyota Corolla for real. That might be the nicest rental they have in Canada. We don't know. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Let's talk about Canada. Uh, <laughs> Rob, your son of a bitch. How much did this have to do with you? Uh, so I'll be a hundred percent honest. I kind of forgot that it took place in Canada. Really? <laughs> that wasn't, it didn't even factor into it. The sequel is called yoga hosers. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, and it, it's we'll get into this in trivia, but it's part of what Kevin Smith is calling his true north trilogy. Well, um, oh dear lord. But I completely just kind of forgot that it even happened in Canada because it's not like Canada really factors in in a large way like he's a walrus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the main point of the movie. Yeah. I was watching this movie with Allie and well, Allie and a couple of friends of ours and she said to me as in the airport scene you know this is why rob picked this movie i might be a motherfucker (laughs) probably is and i think if i'm not mistaken it was filmed in north carolina it wasn't even filmed in canada i stopped to look i'm like this motherfucker picked (laughs) and it was yeah i seen that it was filmed north carolina i'm like oh okay so if i like it it's not that bad uh, but that that's <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious with that uh the Canadian dude at the airport. Uh one of the coolest lines I've ever heard was we're not we're not nice, we're optimistic. And then he followed <laughs> it up shortly after and we're hung like moose. I was like, wow. <laughs> like, see, that's that's why I love Kevin Smith, man. Like, you know, he might not like his horror stuff, it's questionable, but he it's gonna be funny. He's going to make you laugh. Well, he did a, another horror movie before this one called Red State. I don't know if either of you have seen Red State. I have not. Um, I have. It is, it is not funny. No. no. No, it is a straightforward movie. I mean, there might be little jokes here and there at the beginning or something, but it's okay. a straightforward horror movie. Um, <sighs> it's, I don't think it's as enjoyable as Tusk. Um, I do think it's the first time I looked at Kevin Smith and went, okay, maybe this guy's a better director than I've given him credit for, because he was making a straight horror movie, which was completely out of his wheelhouse, and it looks like it should look for being a horror movie. Hmm. Uh, see, I'm in a weird spot with it. Because I always want to see what someone can do, like straightforward dark. I want a horror movie, like give me the textbook, you know? But then again, it's like Kevin Smith. Like, do you want to lose that aspect of Kevin Smith where he's going to make you laugh? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Though. Yeah. That, I, I've never got, again, I don't, I heard bad things about that movie too, which is why I haven't watched it yet. It's, it's, it's okay. It's not a great movie, but it's, it's fine. I'm going to watch it sooner than later. Um, great performance from Michael Parks in that movie. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's good in this movie. But in that movie, he plays a character that gives just gives him more opportunity to to sort of chew the scenery a little bit more because he plays like a preacher slash cult leader. Um, So he just has more opportunity to, you know, go big in this movie. He's he's a little more restrained. I mean, he has his moments in this one. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, Yeah, that Canada thing three minutes into I was like, ah. Uh, but yeah, again, uh, red and white, scene. but never blue, Mikey. Never blue. It also had one of my favorite lines, which I don't know why I thought this was so funny, but the whole "you can't say Hitler in the airport" <laughs> just like really fucking got me. Yeah, I was like, "What? Well, you? I don't think you're supposed to really say that anywhere." But I mean, airport I specifically, so. not bomb. Uh, yeah, it it was also kind of funny how like because when later on in the movie. The girlfriend and the friend uh, who are the co-hosts who are banging too, by the way, mm. uh, they they go to Canada like they treat Americans like you know like <laughs> a complete. It's not that fucking different, guys. Like let's not like they act like it's from Germany or Russia or something. It's like it's, it's 
it's not that different. They were treating us like we were complete aliens. I wonder if that's what they think of us over there. I I don't know, but I think that's that's how Kevin Smith thinks Canadians view Americans. (laughs) You know? And he might know better than I would. I, I don't know. I bet he's been to Canada more than I have. But yeah, it's it, but it's all played for humor. It's very funny. I want you guys to know. I just asked a friend of mine who is Canadian, and I did watch this movie with. Uh, if uh, people from Canada think Americans are like aliens, well, my Canadian friend uh, has told me before she thinks we're all crazy. She thinks they're all gun toting nuts. Yeah, that was funny. Like he, he's like, handed what them kind the of guns. Americans are you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, from an American. Yeah, I called that one a mile away. It. <laughs> It's really weird. We're so just like Americans just want everything to be for. We're all about us. Like we go to another country. We're shocked. They don't speak English like who we are. So it's it's always kind of funny to see how other. But it's just like, dude, you're fucking Canada. Like, how dare you? I, I can see other countries doing it, but I don't think Canada has the right. Yeah, I don't. When I was in Europe, I told many, many people that they better be nicer because if it wasn't for my forefathers, they'd be speaking German right now. <laughs> but that, that was my in france that's how i communicated was i just spoke english slower and louder that's usually what we do no yeah. I, I had a call somebody the other day and they were they only spoke spanish that's how i handled the situation i repeated <laughs> what i said that they did not understand slower thinking it yeah. was somehow yep. <laughs> yeah Spells I got on this thing. Um, see, ah, damn it, I'm talking about more stuff that is funny. Like the old dude, I don't know why this stuck out to me, but like when he's pretending to be paralyzed, and I thought he was because you know I never seen mm-hmm. it before. Uh, he had his leg crossed over his other leg. <laughs> yeah, that is the most pompous thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. It's such a good shot, right? Like he's sitting there with his leg crossed, all prestigious. Like, dude, you can't even feel those. You did that. You went out of your way to do that. Yeah, you'd have to take your hands and lift your one leg up and put it over. Yeah. Right. But the scene where it's revealed that he's not paralyzed and that he doesn't need the wheelchair is so good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they're sitting at that long table and he at each end of the long table and he just stands up and walks down and it's shot from outside that way. And you just see it through the window as he's walking across. It's so good. Mm. Yeah. 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 And that whole scene was pretty good. It was, you know, like we were talking about earlier, the different tones they hit. Like, dude, that dinner table scene, like, it was pretty dark. Like, it it was, mm-hmm. like, I felt a little uncomfortable with how creepy it all was. Because, you know, obviously, Justin Long screaming because he's at this table. He can't move. He just lost his fucking leg for no goddamn reason. This guy's got him incapacitated. And then you, it cuts to him screaming and making this, like, it was very uneasy. Yeah. It was really uneasy. I remember the first time I saw this movie, that was one of the scenes that really struck me because you hear what the movie's about and you're kind of already laughing going in. And then it's a Kevin Smith movie and you're kind of laughing a lot during the beginning of it. And then there's that table sequence and it is so uncomfortable. And that was where it was like, oh, this is, you know, this is a horror movie, you know, like he's really gonna do this. You know, yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was. I, I can't, I can't quite explain why, because like it's not something that should make you uneasy, you know, normally, but just the way he did it, and it cut from the 
you know, the outside, like looking in through the window, like he just hit the vibes of what he was doing really fucking well. Really, mm-hmm. really. But it was well. just a lot of vibes. And um, so we've talked about how there were shots that could have been shorter in this. Yeah. Um, and we haven't even hit on all of the the one that stands out for me, other than the Johnny Depp triple sequence. There is the uh, like the girlfriend talking uh to the open doorway there's that one shot and it like it's one of those things it's kind of a cool ominous shot but then when you realize that she's talking to the other co-host and she's feeling guilty about the affair it's like that's such an over dramatic way to talk about that i feel like it would have been more realistic if it had been trimmed down a little bit but i the one thing that we haven't talked about because while it does feel like there are single instances of the movie not being trimmed down quite enough I'm also baffled at how quickly it escalates. <laughs> like, um, I, again, just having watched this the first time, I didn't know what was happening next, like with the walrus dynamic at any point in the film. And it just, when I saw the man get into a second walrus suit, I was like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, because yeah. I had barely accepted the walrus transformation at this point, And suddenly... There's a second one in play. <laughs> yeah. like... And then there, and then you go from that to just immediately laughing because they're having that stupid walrus fight. They're having a walrus oh fight. Oh my it's god! The stupidest looking thing you've ever seen. That you was awful. Have... <laughs> no, I loved it so much. Though. I did too. I love that part. It made me. I laughed so hard. That's one thing that I, I've see. I see a lot of people compare Tusk to the Human Centipede. Which I don't think is fair. Um, I just want to yeah, say no. I think that Tusk is is a much better constructed movie than The Human Centipede. But to entertain that line of thing, because that's the thing with The Human Centipede is that like if the police had never intervened, right? Like the madman just would have had a human centipede, and then what the fuck, you right. know? Like he would have yeah. kept it until it died. Where this one is like. Um, where Kevin Smith sits down and he's like, a man that's crazy enough to turn another man surgically into a walrus is probably also crazy enough to get into a walrus suit and fight him. (laughs) It's like, all right, I see where you're going. And then like immediately, and he has like this whole code of honor, you know, where he's honoring Mr. Tusk, his friend of the walrus and giving him like one chance to redeem himself every year or whatever and he goes through this whole thing and then the second he starts to lose he's like fuck this i'm not a walrus hands up and it's like just i i love the twists of this where you're just like this is a madman that i'm watching yeah but you know that annoyed me too because (laughs) well that i I didn't want to see more walrus fighting (laughs) i did there's just shoulder bumps. Like, it's literally all the fuck. I don't know even so how he was losing. Like they were both doing the same thing. It's so funny. That was absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, he's chilling in that pool thing with uh, Mr. Walrus now. And he doesn't attack him. Like, granted, I, I, I'm sure he can't do it. He won't, probably wouldn't have done a great job trying to. If somebody turned me into a fucking walrus. I'm gonna I'm gonna try my damnedest to kill you at every chance I get. And he's just laying there next to him. So I that kind of took me out of it. And he's in the pool with him swimming. Like, how do you not try and kill him? Was my thing. Did not like that at all. 
I can see what you're saying, but I, you know, I, I, I guess I didn't really think about it when I was watching. It didn't bother me. Oh, it it didn't sure. bother me either because I, I think he's still probably in a state of shock, right? Like he's still yeah. coming to terms with the fact that he is a walrus. But I would still like. There's no way I would like. He has to die. Like he did this to me. Like, I, this is never chill. like there's no coming back even if best case scenario which i i don't know we'll talk about the end but <laughs> you know like wh- what the fuck like i i'd rather be dead like i i, I that just kind of and then he comes out of the pool when he was naked in there like what the, <laughs> like, i was like why why did you get naked and like he pushed his head down and it was by his peach under the water like you come to find that out after like it was just really it got even weirder somehow he's trying to teach this fucking walrus created out of justin long to swim like he's a four-year-old to pool and like now he's naked didn't need to see old man ass in this movie like the like it just kept getting worse kept getting weirder which is in a way impressive i guess sort of right yeah oh yeah I, I would be impressed by how weird this movie gets. <laughs> like it's just, it always had you going, what the fuck? And like, it's just like, once you see a human walrus, you would think that's, that's it. We're not going anywhere else from here. You think that's going to be the end of it. Right. And you'd be wrong. You'd be terribly, terribly wrong. <laughs> like it just immediately cuts to an old man ass. And I, even after seeing a human walrus several times, I'm like, ah, like god damn kevin Smith. another <laughs> scene that pissed me off like he left his cell phone in the room with him mm-hmm. that is the one scene that really got me um Why? from like a suspension of disbelief level I, and it wasn't even that the man left the phone because the man's fucking crazy i'm not ever gonna try to figure out what go what's going on in howard howe's head right like lost fucking cause but if i were left alone in a wheel like in a wheelchair in a room with a guy that told me i got bit by a spider but i don't believe it and i've been you know sitting there for however long i'm not gonna wait for my phone to ring i'm gonna see what else is in the room you know how do you not find it yeah absolutely because he found it really easy once it started going off and it's like okay get i that that irritated me find a way out something you know, a weapon. Yeah, the phone thing was was a little. I was, that was a little bit too much. Yeah, it, yes. it's it's kind of the one thing yeah. that. But he had to have something to get the the friend and the yeah. girlfriend to Canada. They could have did something, man. They don't hear from him. They track it. I just wish he had been looking when he found it. You know. Yeah. Like anyone who's smart enough to surgically turn someone into a fucking walrus. Should be smart enough to take a self their only means of communication out of the room. And I was just like, really? It's right there. And yeah, it's true. Like, I didn't even think of that. Like, he's just sitting around accepting fate. Like, dude, find something. And yeah, he would have eventually found Yeah, I that just took me out of it a little bit. Yeah, I completely understand. Like, it's so weird how quickly the suspension, the levels of disbelief change because it's like, yeah. I fully believe if someone surgically turned me into a walrus, I'd be ready to give up, right? Like, I'm in shock at that point, whatever. Uh, I don't want to fight the guy. <laughs> I just want to be dead. But then, like, 
But if someone took my leg and left me alone in a room, I, I would try to figure out how to get revenge on the guy that took my leg. You know, like there, there's a point where it's you're not too far gone yet. And I, <laughs> I just feel like that point shouldn't be like he's ready to give up immediately. You know? Yeah. It was, um, it was, th- this movie was a fucking roller coaster, man. Like, good <laughs> God. I mean, and, and I guess another, the, uh, the, probably the biggest part of the movie, the effects of it. I mean, it, it looked creepy. It, it made you feel uneasy. Um, it, it looked from an aesthetics view, like it looked great. It looked so good. And one thing that I love about this, um, I, again, kind of to draw that human centipede comparison, is that we saw him like full detail. You know, it was like they literally drew a chart. They're like, here's what we're up to medically for that mm-hmm. one. This one, there's that it, kind of creature effect where we get to see plenty of Justin Long in the walrus suit, but it's shot in a way and it's designed in a way where we don't really know how much is Justin Long and how much is suit, you know, which I think is really clever. Yeah. Although I will say, you know, the human centipede that it was 100% medically accurate. 100% medically accurate. Zero possible way. I would never doubt Tom Six's medical licensory going on over there. Yeah, I mean, it. I was, that was another thing I was... Oh, well, Rob probably looked up the budget. Uh, yeah. It, it. How much to have, Rob? Let me step on it now. Step on it now? They had a $3 million budget. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, they, they had some Most money. Most of that budget went to one place, though, and I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, they, they had some money. I mean, money goes quick making movies like this, but, I mean, we've seen movies where they've had a little bit of money behind them, and it's, like, heavy effects. And they still don't get the effects right. Like they did yeah. in this. Like they spent they the money where like that. Dude, you're making a movie about some dude turning into a fucking being turned into a walrus. Like it better. That better be the, the focus. And it was. And it, it was. as stupid as it sounds is not always. No, I mean, it looks good. Like, I, I don't really know what a human <laughs> made uh, a human put into a walrus suit made out of like other humans really looks like, but I'm guessing it probably looks a lot like what was on my screen. I also never want to find out. Yeah, I will say, yeah. um, if this is the closest I ever see to a real approximation of that, that's fine. But it was interesting because you're like point, you're looking at the suit and you're like, Oh shit, it's a walrus. And then you're looking closer and it's like, is that an ear? <laughs> like, yeah. Is that a face? Is that a nose hole? Like, why is there a nostril in the side of the, you know? And then you realize like it's sewn together from other people, but it, yeah, yeah, it's good. It looks good. <laughs> it does. Yeah. And then it was like a stretched out face on it. Yeah, man. It was. And those fingers for the flippers. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you can see like the tendons and the, it, it's, it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. What else did I? Oh, okay. Well, the end of it. <laughs> so I had a friend uh, that was, uh, this was a couple months ago now. It was not long after I recorded uh, the other Tusk episode that I did. Uh, and I had a friend who was having a really bad day and she's like, well, you recommend a horror movie to me. I just need to get my mind off of this. And I was like, watch Tusk. <laughs> and she's like, okay. Um, and so 
I was she was uh live messaging me during the whole thing where she's like, Cat, what am I watching? Cat, what have you done? Cat, like, what <laughs> no. the fuck? Um, and then at the end, and I just and then for like 20 minutes at the end, it just was like dead silent. And then she was like, Tell me they did not leave him in a fucking animal sanctuary. <laughs> And she had, like, sent me the scream cap where it just, like, said, because you know before they get out of the, you know, they're, like, in the parking lot still and there's the, like, exotic animal sign. And <laughs> she just, like, scream capped it and sent it to me and was like, tell me they did not. And it's like. <laughs> they sure fucking did. I will say this, though. I think that the the a better ending for this movie is have him in the animal sanctuary. But also show us people making fun of video clips of him on the internet that's the full circle story yeah. of tusk do yeah. you think they chicken now yeah. i don't know it seems like that was the direction they were going and then yeah. we didn't get it at the end yeah that makes it a I, I think that's a better ending than what we get i think what we get is fine but to bring the whole thing full circle i think if you have people laughing at him of video clips of him on the internet that that makes it uh, just that much better yeah. yeah because justin long's character i mean while we feel bad for him and he he is the protagonist of this story in a lot of ways he's he, he's a real shithead yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wow. he's a hard character to root for and that and they hint at it too because he loses the leg first even though he's like going to make fun of the kid that lost his leg, you know, right. and we, we have that shot of him in the wheelchair that mirrors the memorial of the empty chair where the kid has committed suicide. And it's like, I just, so we have those like images where it's like, here's the repercussions of like his, his terrible actions. And here's how it feels for him to be made fun of. But then we didn't hit it at the end. And that does, I, I, feel the same way i also wish uh we could have gotten confirmation that the podcast was still going like no oh, yeah you know because that would have been a big thing um the uh the friend coming up to interview him you know right yeah. or get footage of him or whatever for the it, it would have been good yeah i never thought of that that would have been really good yeah uh yeah just and and see time <laughs> time could have been filled with stuff like that that would have made sense and you know like it just uh rookie mistakes maybe uh could the, be chalked uh, up to the set design though for the animal sanctuary was great the big gulps <laughs> in the <laughs> yeah yeah enclosure really got me it's like they really brought this motherfucker <laughs> to some petting zoo like and they didn't even give him a cool like sanctuary. Like he just had like the smallest little fenced in area with a shitty little pool in it. They didn't even bring him home to the States. They just fucking left him in Canada. The fucking human. Like this guy, like I sure he was a piece of shit, hundred percent agreed. But at that time in life, give at least yeah, ship him back to the state, left him in fucking Canada. Well, like I don't know how you would ship a human walrus, but yeah, that and you couldn't have given him a better spot than like this guy's fucking poor guy yeah i mean i think that's that's the whole problem is the human walrus getting through customs is going to be an issue (laughs) yeah canada yeah they they had their that seems like a canada thing to do too if they got a human walrus they would like put it on a pedestal (laughs) and not want like they don't want to let it go fucking canada would be 
Um, <laughs> weird bastards. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> so this poor guy's been through all this. You couldn't give him a damn good, good little cage, man, or whatever. Like, come on, that piece of shit. Uh, my backyard would have been better. Come on, chill yeah. out a little I mean, bit. I feel like the enclosure that he was in at uh, at Howell's place was nicer. It was oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. At least looked like the back cave or something. Like what the hell? Mm-hmm. Ugh, fucking cheap bastards, Canadians, man. You can't do nothing with them. That's all I really have. Oh, also, by the way, Kevin Smith might have won. Might have won the best award for best friend ever. Jason Muse is listed as an associate producer on oh, this yeah. movie. Like, like, <laughs> what? Like, he just he just got his friend a payday for no reason. Like he is yeah. a homie, man. Yeah, I Kevin didn't Smith even notice that, that but that's that's funny. I seen that thing. I'm like, what the fuck? He did not have like. For, that's just a paycheck. That's what the associate producer. No paycheck receiver is what Jason Muse did for this. It had to be, <laughs> and I love Jason Muse. Uh, but that's all I have. I don't know if you guys have anything else. No, I think I, I think I'm pretty much out. Yeah, that's everything. Um, I just I, man, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's and one I, I forget about. One of the reasons I wanted to do this movie. Is because I hear I've heard uh, within the last year or so a couple of different shows talk about it, and in particular talk about how disturbing it is, and it really is disturbing. But it I is. feel like when I watch the movie, I don't find it super disturbing. And I think it's because all of the disturbing stuff is broken up with stuff that's so funny um, that it like lightens the mood for me almost. Because I don't like even watching it. I watched it earlier today, and even watching it today, I didn't find it super disturbing but when i sit down and think about it it's fucking insane yeah yeah but when i'm watching it i'm just kind of having a good time because it's fucking i mean the movie is it's kevin smith it's genuinely funny yeah Um, and then i feel like that lightens the mood along the way and again that sort of points to the tone thing i guess that i was talking about earlier which is you know i I guess a double-edged sword or something I, i don't know yeah uh, all right, so you want to get into reviews and stuff? Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so this did not do real well on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, I'll just come out and say that this has a forty-six percent tomato meter. Damn. And that's a, a little higher than I thought it would be. Honestly, percent audience score. <laughs> um, it it fared better on IMDb though. It's got a five point three out of ten. And I have two reviews pulled up for you guys. Um, I'll let you guess uh, star ratings if you want out of ten. Uh, but I I went for slightly more ambiguous instead of picking one from either extreme. Um, like I usually try to do. I I just chose the funniest ones here that I think are most indicative of the Tusk experience. Um, our first review comes from Damian Phelps of IMDb. I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about this. It's weird, unique, clever, odd, funny, intriguing, stupid, wacky, surprising, disturbing, sinister, gross, rubbery, and of course, walrusy. <laughs> it did entertain. It may be a piece of genius, but I'm not sure. LOL. Check it out for yourself, but you will need to be open-minded. Smiley face. <laughs> oh, smiley face. That's nice. Smiley face, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think out of 10, that guy's at like a six, it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So five and a half, maybe, uh, that neighborhood. Yeah. 
Uh, he's that not is, wrong either. Yeah, that is a perfect six out of ten for uh, 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 you guys. Did good. Okay. Um, here's our second one from Abel seven oh seven two one. Watched once three years ago. Dot dot dot. Still thinking about it. Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> still in all caps. I watched when it first came out on DVD. Haven't watched since. Bought the DVD. Still in shrink wrap. This isn't to say I don't like the movie, but when I don't know, but I don't know when I'm going to feel ready to quote attack that beast again. It really opens up the important question: What would you do if your partner were turned into a walrus? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's kind of all over the place because I feel like <laughs> they haven't seen it since it was new. Yet they they're still thinking about it, so it feels like maybe they were a little traumatized by it. Yeah. But but then they bought it, and I don't feel like if you hated something, you wouldn't buy it, right? But they didn't take it out of the shrink. Yeah, also. but still, you bought it. They I feel like it. my gut reaction was a three, so I'm gonna go with a three. I was thinking okay. four. Okay. Uh, this is actually the higher of the two reviews wow. at a wow. seven out of ten. All right. All right. <laughs> and that one was a tough one to place because like i said it, yeah, it, it, it could it have I mean, yeah it could have gone either way based on the based on what they had to say about the film um and then honorable mention just for the title alone uh one out of ten walrus no <laughs> with five exclamation <laughs> yeah. points yeah that, 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 i like that one too <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's so fucking creepy man <laughs> all right are we ready for facts I'm yes, ready sir. for some facts. All right, here we go. Here's some Tusk facts. Not a ton, but there are some. Uh, mentioned before, it had an estimated $3 million budget. Its worldwide gross was $1.8 million. Wow. Um, didn't do well at the box office. I'm going to guess that it made money still, though, in, like, home video sales. I mean, we got this person who bought it who didn't open it, but they <laughs> bought it. Yeah. You know, and rentals and that sort of thing. Um, do you guys know how where this movie came from? No. No. All right. It, it's interesting. Um, the idea for the film came uh, during the recording of Kevin Smith's podcast, Smodcast. It was episode 259, The Walrus and the Carpenter is the name of the episode. Um, I, it, I don't know if you guys ever listened to Smodcast. I don't know if, it's, if they're still doing it or not, but uh, it was a show where um, Kevin Smith and his uh, friend Scott Mosier, who they've been friends for a long time, I think since like college, maybe even high school, I don't remember. Um, and Scott Mosher is a producer um, and has been a producer, I believe, on all of Kevin Smith's movies. Um, but they didn't want to lose touch with one another. You know, his life gets busy and you got, you know, wives and kids and shit. And some, so they started doing a podcast together because that would force them to get together and sit down and have a conversation at least once a week. Okay. So they did that and they talked about all sorts of different stuff on the podcast. It, uh, I'm saying it past tense. It might still be going. I don't know. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but. Um, and they would take a lot of uh, headlines and just weird stuff they found online or whatever, and they would talk about it. Well, on this particular episode, um, they were talking about an ad that uh, or an article that featured uh, a, what's I don't know what a gum tree ad is, but um, that's what it says. It featured a gum tree ad where a homeowner was offering a living situation free of charge if the lodger agreed to dress as a walrus. <laughs> Um, the discussion went on from there, um, and it, they went on for about an hour of the episode talking about 
uh, this story and reconstructing and, and telling a hypothetical story based on the ad. Um, and if you listened, I don't know if you guys stuck through the credits, but at the end of the credits, once the song that's playing ends, they play the audio or at least some of the audio from the podcast where they're talking about it. Um, and then there's also a post credit scene with Johnny Depp. It's real short and not worth wasting your time on. But um, the audio from the podcast is actually pretty funny. Um, but anyway, so so they did this hypothetical story based on this ad. And then Smith, uh, Kevin Smith told his Twitter followers to tweet walrus yes or hashtag walrus yes <laughs> if they wanted to see this turned into a movie or hashtag walrus no if they didn't. And so, of course, the majority obviously agreed that, yes, they wanted to see the movie. Uh, now, it turns out the post or the ad uh, was a, was actually a prank um, uh, <laughs> from a, a guy, uh, a poet named Chris Parkinson. Um, and he heard of the planned film and was a big uh, fan of Kevin Smith's and uh, contacted Kevin Smith to say he'd love to be involved. Smith eventually hired him to be an associate producer on the film. Oh, Lord. So that's that's where the that's where the idea for the movie came from. Uh, the movie was shot in 15 days. Uh, they offered the role of Guy Lapointe to Quentin Tarantino first. <laughs> uh, Tarantino turned it down. He said he liked the script. He just wasn't uh, in in a he wasn't interested in taking on any acting roles at the time. But he couldn't wait to see Michael Parks in the movie. Okay mentioned this it's the first uh, uh movie in kevin smith's true north trilogy the second one is 2016's yoga hosers mm-hmm. and uh the final movie in this trilogy is the yet to be completed a uh, moose jaws um which kevin smith has described as jaws with a moose <laughs> yeah i've seen that listed when i was looking uh up kevin smith not looking forward to that oh i can't wait for that one's going to be great it can't be worse than yoga hosers. <laughs> oh, yoga hosers is bad. Yeah. Uh, if Mikey does anything to piss me off in between now and my birthday, that'll be my nuclear option. I think oh, is yoga it. hosers. Yeah, we'll all, right. all suffer for that. <laughs> I hope I like it. In his tribute to Michael Parks, Kevin Smith mentioned that the fake voice uh, that Parks uses while uh, speaking with Guy Lapointe uh, was entirely Parks' idea. Apparently, in the script, it was uh, called for Parks to use a French-Canadian accent, but he didn't want to use that accent because he'd already done it on Twin Peaks. So uh, he he just sort of made up his own. According to Smith, it was like watching two wizards do battle and you can't figure out who the bad guy is. And I guess Parks <laughs> was ecstatic over being allowed to chew the scenery with a major movie star who was also chewing scenery <laughs> as the two of them go back and forth. And that was a fun scene. I did enjoy that. Yeah. Um, we mentioned that I mentioned that the most of the budget, the majority of the budget was spent on one thing. According to Kevin Smith, most of the budget was used to obtain the rights to the song Tusk by Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) Damn. And, uh, the last thing thing here, uh, Smith has also uh, mentioned an idea for a sequel where somehow Justin Long's Wallace would turn himself back into a human and become the new villain. In 2022, Long revealed that he had actually been contacted by Smith about working on this potential sequel. Hmm. See, that I had also heard of. We might get a Tusk 2. I believe the title that Kevin Smith was kicking around was Tusks. Tusks. But the S is a dollar sign. (laughs) What? Yeah, the last S. So Tusks, but then the the final S is a dollar sign. (laughs) The answer is Tusk with the two walrus teeth thing as the two that's the answer right i don't know 
God, Apparently, I mean, it's a dollar sign. <laughs> it's a dollar sign because it's a cash what? grab, I think. <laughs> oh, God. Is it about the same? It's got to be about the same dude. Yeah, the other dude died. So, oh, God. No, I don't want to see the story of this fucking guy now. I kind of do. Drinking big gulps in a fucking the worst <laughs> enclosure of all time. <laughs> well, no, he's going to get out of there because he's going to figure out how to turn himself back into a human. He's going to break out. I'd like. Lo- uh, no, no, nah, no. Is that it for uh, facts, Rob? Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, so let's get into port noise. This should be interesting. Uh, are are we doing B movie for this? No, no, I don't think no, so. Right? Yeah, I don't think this got a theatrical release. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna feel like that disqualifies it from being a B movie. I want you to remember that when we do the Meg Two. <laughs> oh God, the Meg Two, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, all right. Anybody want to go that first? It's so for... stupid, it almost becomes awesome. <laughs> no, it's not. It's nowhere near. I I really don't like that. Pick a lane. If you're gonna do something ridiculous, do something ridiculous. If you're not, you're not. Stop. <laughs> that was ridiculous. No, cat. I'm curious. You said you and Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy went looking for a physical copy. Did he watch this with you? Uh, no. Oh, I have a feeling because uh, he's been afraid to watch Tusk since the first time I brought it up. I have a feeling he maybe paid people at the stores we were going to to hide copies of Tusk. Oh. Like, that's my going conspiracy theory as to why I had to rent this today. All right. Well, that's unfortunate. I would have been curious to see I, what he thought. I know. I keep telling him it's a comedy and he's like, I don't want to see a man get turned into a walrus. <laughs> it's like, but it's funny. <laughs> He needs to watch every movie. We need a, a segment on his <laughs> oh, impressions boy. of these films. <laughs> All right, Cat, we're going to send him over the contract. All right. <laughs> All Sign right. Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this is going to be a weird one. I, I don't know what the fuck to give this thing. I have a number written down, uh, but I don't feel real confident. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to give this movie like a four point six. Wow. Uh yeah. And honestly, like it, it's obviously not a movie I'm gonna turn <laughs> on and watch. You know, it's just not. Uh but it was it, honestly the like I said earlier, like the, the fact that it had those those four or so scenes that kind of just just took way too long. Like I'm already sitting here waiting to not like you as a movie, you know, and you do that and it's just like, ah, fuck, here it is. And you like, I don't know. It just it really threw this equilibrium off for me quite a bit. But you know what? It was entertaining. It looked great. And you know, a four point seven final. Boom. That's it. All right. right. Yeah. Kat, you want to go or you want me to? Uh (laughs) I'll go, because uh, I feel like you're going to be the biggest wild card here. Uh, I wrote down 7.9. God damn. Oh. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rob, where are you at with it? Uh, I am not quite at a 7.9. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Tusk a lot. I think it's a very good movie. I don't think it's a great movie. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. It does have tonal issues. Um, yeah. I do wish the Indian had, had come full circle. I feel like, like Kat said, I feel like they went, you know, three quarters of the way there, but didn't quite make it across the finish line. And I yeah. know you're supposed to review and, and 
critique the movie that is in front of you, not the movie you wish you had gotten. But I just there's something that would have been so perfect about that that it irritates yeah. me that it didn't get done. Yeah. Um, but I, I do I do um, like it. I had a lot of fun with it. I gave it a six point eight. Okay. Okay. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. yeah it, I I just don't. It's so fucking hard of a movie to to because I I think about giving it higher. And then I think about giving it lower again. And I'm like, ah. like it, it gave clerk vibes too. Like with the girls in the fucking convenience yeah. store, it just looked like a Kevin, even the very beginning when they're talking on the, on the podcast in their studio, it, it just looked like a Kevin Smith movie somehow. Yeah. And you know, I like that, but you know, it just, it didn't have enough to really win me over. The uh, convenience store clerks, by the way, were played by Kevin Smith's daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. I'll be damned. Look at that. Yeah. That's why they got their own sequel. Yeah. yeah. Sure wish they had not. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that is an unfortunate movie. Damn. All right, well, that's But Moose tough. Jaws I'm looking forward oh, no, that's to. A, that, I mean, that's just, on its face, is incredible. God. All right, on that note, Go follow us at Slasher Radio, guys. Slasher Radio on Twitter. Make sure you're following the show there. You're following, uh, reviewing the show if you're listening to it, wherever you're listening to it. Please review it, all that stuff. Um, I don't think we don't really have anything. Yeah, I don't think we really have anything coming up, coming up. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I don't like that. Well, what are we doing next week? Is that the Patreon pick? Oh, shit, it is. Maybe that's what I was forgetting. Yeah, Patreon pick next week then. Uh, who the fuck Uh-oh. knows what? <laughs> the Patreon pick. <laughs> oh, just oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, what especially we're now that Mikey on. made Chris mad. Yeah, I did make Chris a little Why mad. Why did you make Chris mad? Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you no. can also you, you can also check out Cult FM. <laughs> that's the other show I do with, with Allie. Where's my button? Clown penis. Uh, she, we had on Damian Maffei to talk Texas Chainsaw. Obviously, the voice Johnny in the game. Uh, very funny l- playing as Johnny and hearing his voice too. By the way, uh, so we had him on. Uh, Damian was not very nice to me, and <laughs> we played during that episode a round of uh, a versus wheel that we called it, where we spin the wheel and there's random horror characters on there, and you know we just pick which one we like better that wheel is a motherfucker still in to this day like it's just i hate that wheel i got art the clown versus jason Voorhees. <laughs> chris is not happy with and rob you're a snitch yeah rob fucking I time stamped it, it on Twitter. Yeah. i might have mentioned it you, you definitely mentioned it. You riled him up, up, up. You told that man pretty much stop what you're doing right now and listen to this. Here's the th- everything. You made it nice and easy for him to find. What the hell, man? I just thought he'd find it interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. He sure did. Uh, yeah, so you can find that uh, at Cult FM wherever you listen to this. Cult FM pod on uh, Twitter. Yeah, I got a lot of shit. The all around <laughs> that episode, Damien was mean to me about aliens. It was a mess. Uh, and I'm at Mikey's dead. Rob, where they find you? Uh, Twitter X, whatever the hell. Uh, at yeah. Radio Rob one two three. 
Um, you can also listen to the Nick fucking Boo Cage cast. The other show that I do with Kat, uh, we will have just released our episode on Time to Kill, which is maybe one of the shortest podcast episodes anyone's ever done. Ever. Um, <laughs> we did a speed run for the Nick Evan Wu Cage cast. We might hit a whopping 20 minutes for that show. I'm not sure yet. I haven't done the editing. It'll be done soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can check us out uh, wherever you're listening to Slasher Radio. It's Nick Evan Wu if you're looking for it uh, because they won't let you say fuck in the title of your show. Did they really like give you an error? Did you try and do it? No, I didn't try to do it. I just don't think they'll allow it. I've never yeah. seen anyone do it. They'll probably get taken down eventually. That's fair. Yeah. You avoided future you is happy with that decision. Uh Cat, where they find you? Uh you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore valor, uh V O L E U R. You can find me on Blue Sky and Instagram and all the other things at Cat Valor. Uh, check out my website, kevlor.com. Order my book, Revenge Arc. It is available and printed now. So, <laughs> Right now. Oh, yeah. also, patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Uh, yes. If you're starting as <laughs> slow as $3 a month, you get to pick our... Uh, it's a group effort of the patrons. Nothing to do with us with picking one movie a month. That is sometimes a regret. But either way, check us out next week, guys. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.